Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. What up, though? To cash the ticket, I'm Martin Weiss, that West Coast correspondent that Mike Valenti has been hinting at over the last couple episodes. That's me. I'm out here from Los Angeles, California. I host a show on Fox Sports Radio, Martin and BJ, Saturdays, 8 to 11 Eastern Time on Fox Sports Radio, and also the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. You can get those wherever your podcasts are. Probably the same place you're listening to this. I've known the guys over at Cash Your Ticket now for over a decade. Me and Evan Jenkins, we used to have some epic, I mean epic 2K battles back on the PS4. Back when you could hook up any type of Bluetooth headset to the PS4. That's how far me and Evan go back playing video games. I want to give a big thanks to Mike Valeni and Jim Costa for letting me uh, piggyback off the success that they've had in season one of Cash Your Ticket. So we should get ready for season two. Again, I am the West Coast correspondent, Martin Weiss. You want to get at me, you can hit me at social media, at Martin Weiss. That's W-E-I-S-S. And then also, of course, make sure you're rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Now, how does Jim Costa do it? It's like, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. And without further ado, let's get into week one. Not the most competitive week, as we have 17 ranked opponents facing unranked FBS opponents. Only two of those 17 are favored by less than 13 points. Ten teams of those ranked teams are favored by more than 24. Seven, seven are favored by more than 30. And that doesn't include the five that are facing FCS opponents. I'm trying to touch on games that Mike and Cookies did not touch on in the two-part thing that you saw earlier come down this week on your timelines as Mike calls the podcast feed for some reason. I'm trying to touch on games you did not see there. So the slate is kind of bare here. Don't worry. Once we get into the NFL, we'll have a little bit more uh, meat on the bone here. But let's start out with a massive favorite. Noon kickoff, Ball State at Kentucky. Now, Kentucky, last year, offense was kind of a mess. Will Levis... Some people were talking about this guy as a first-round first pick. All right? He ended up going in the third. I asked an NFL, an NFL guy about Will Levis. Right? I'm like, what, if, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? I asked the NFL scout. He said the biggest difference between Will Levis' junior year and his senior year was, quote, the offense was schizophrenic. All right? Kentucky added Devin Leary from NC State. 
Ray Davis at running back from Vanderbilt. He had over 1,000 yards last year. But the real key for me is Liam Cohen. Under Cohen in 2021, the Wildcats ranked fifth in scoring offense at 32.3 points a game, eighth in total offense in the SEC. All right? That's with Will Levis, mind you. This is the same Will Levis that got benched for Sean Clifford. That's how good Liam Cohen is at calling offenses. And you know what? Even for a little bit last year, while he was offensive coordinator for the Rams, had even Baker Mayfield looking all right. Now, I think Barry and Brown and Dane Key, two freshmen for UK last year, they're going to be big going forward. Barry Brown had 50 catches last year, but he's got real speed. Top end speed. You saw that in his first game at Kentucky with a kick return. Low-key expect him to do another big type of thing on special teams in this game. Dane Key had 37 catches last year. He will be ready to ball out, especially against the Ball State secondary that's rebuilding. Now, really, all of Ball State is rebuilding in a little bit. They've replaced their quarterback, John Paddock, with grad transfer Lane Hatcher from Texas State. He's going to go pro in something other than football. I'll just tell you that. Carson Steele, last year's leading rusher, 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns. They replace him with Marquez Cooper, 285 carries last year, 1,300 yards, 13 scores for Kent State. But the reality is for me, as long as this Kentucky offense can put up some points, which I fully imagine they will be able to do with Liam Cohen and Devin Leary, their defense is going to shut this thing down. 11th in total defense last year. Deion Walker, another member of the sophomore class, primed to have a breakout year along this defensive line. And since 2019, Kentucky's 30-19-1 against the spread. That's 62%. Give me the Wildcats covering a massive 25-and-a-half at home. Virginia at Tennessee. That's a 12 noon kickoff. Tennessee is laying 27-and-a-half, total 56.5. This is Josh Heupel returning for his fourth year off an 11-win season. And Tony Elliott did not quite have the same success his first year at Virginia. Virginia's going to be one of the worst teams in college football this year. The over-under, three and a half wins. And steam to the under. Now, Virginia's defensive line is the strongest part of the team. But who gives a damn? They're starting Tony Musket. You know where Tony Musket came from, folks? Monmouth College, where he threw 17 touchdowns and eight interceptions. I mean, that's a decent rate for maybe half the year of a quarterback. But step up in competition, moving from FCS to FBS for Tony Musket, who beat out the true freshman and a fifth-year senior for the job. He's behind an inexperienced offensive line. And this is an inexperienced offensive line from a team that last year went 3-7 and seven in 10 games, Lost a ton of guys to the transfer portal. Now, on the flip side, Tennessee led college football last year with 525 yards per game, with new lion Hendon Hooker running the majority of the show. Now, you have former Wolverine Joe Milton calling the shots, and there's been a little bit of, you know, Heisman talk, such as like that. That's not happening. However, Joe Milton is a college football veteran at this point. He's going to be able to go out there, run the offense, complete deep passes, and he's a good athlete. It's remiss to say this is the first game that UVA has played since the shooting that killed three players last season. You have to imagine that had a major impact on why so many guys wanted to leave Charlottesville, but they lost a ton 
in the transfer portal from a team that last year was three and seven. There's nobody coming. Add that home teams that made a bowl game last year are 56% against the spread covering the number in week one. Add to that Josh Heupel, seven and one against the spread to start the year. It's a big number. Tennessee's offense should have no trouble covering. And I wonder if UVA even finds the end zone. I'm taking the big points again. SEC big points, Tennessee minus 27 and a half. And as a bonus, you can go ahead and look at that UVA team total under. Because again, this team may not get the, I mean, Virginia is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Just pay attention to this one on the bottom line of the screen as you're watching games that are much more entertaining. Now, I know I said I'm the West Coast correspondent. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy on last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the, uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat 115 bucks, and that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code Cash for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code. Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
A lot of that is because on the East Coast, these guys, especially a guy like Mike, all that gray hair, he's going to bed, right? Costa, he's going out probably or going to bed. Me, after, uh, you know, Pac-12 after dark, the sun is going down over here. That's a 7 p.m. kick for me. We don't have too many Pac-12 after dark games here, but I am going to get into what actually what used to be the Pac-12. RIP to that, especially with news that Stanford is joining the ACC. SMU's joining the ACC this year coming up. So it used to be the Pac-12. I'm going to Oregon State and San Jose State. Oregon State, 16.5 point favors on the road. Their first game, San Jose State already played one. Total set here, 55.5. It's a 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time kick. Oregon State has something this year they may not have had since Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada were the two wide receivers on the team. It's called expectations, folks. The Beavers are fresh off a of pound in Florida and Las Vegas ball 30-3 to and got a new fresh face at quarterback. You may remember DJ Ualungale, former Clemson quarterback, was, uh, was poised to be the next guy after Trevor Lawrence. Never really materialized in the way that Dabo would have wanted to. Dabo lost confidence in the kid in part because Clay Kubnick is that guy. DJ gets benched down the stretch last year, transfers to Oregon State. And I get I get what you're saying. Say, you know, DJU wasn't all that at Clemson. Is he just magically transformed into a new quarterback? No, he didn't. However, that's okay. Because all Oregon State wants to do is run the ball in the first place. They were 10th in rushing yards last year, rushing success rate last year. They returned both running backs to Sean Fenwick and Damian Martinez. They're both back in Corvallis. Head coach Jonathan Smith, he's got a plan and an identity. A, he wants to run the ball. And B, he wants to play defense. I know y'all probably couldn't watch this last week because you're not in Los Angeles. But out here... The Pac-12 network is still a thing. And you believe you me, when I saw that USC was up seven at half against San Jose State, I said, I'm going to go back and watch everything that happened here. Watched the whole second half, went back and watched the first half. I learned two things. First, Zachariah Branch is incredible. USC true freshman, incredible. Okay. Second, USC's defense is a crime against football. They gave up a 10-play, 80-yard drive. USC did. They gave up nine plays of 18 yards or more. I don't see that happening for San Jose State in the same way it did against USC. USC was a bottom 10 defense in football last year. Oregon State was the 15th in the nation in rush defense. This Oregon State team held USC to 17 points last September, and that's with the quarterback at the time, Chance Nolan, throwing four interceptions. Yes, it was the same USC that Caleb Williams plays for, the eventual Heisman winner. Held them to 17. Lost that game by three points. Now, you may have already seen the impact of some of the, uh, uh, the new rules in college football mainly the clock. No more stoppages on first down, okay? And especially with a lot of these teams playing, the spread that they play it now, 
it's probably was something that needed to be looked at because there's so many incomplete passes. How long should this game take? I'm of the belief that only two things should be over three hours long. That's football games and airline flights. However, college football was getting up there at a certain point. It's like, all right, we got to figure something out here. Baseball adds a clock. College football stops stopping the clock. Baseball adds a clock. College football stops stopping the clock on first down. That should greatly impact the scoring here. Again, because the Beavers want to come out and set a tone for this season, especially because their conference is falling apart. It's actually falling apart. I'm going under 55 and a half here. DJ, look, as long as he doesn't throw an interception, something like that, I also see Oregon State covering the 16-and-a-half. My official play, I'm going under, though. As long as DJ doesn't doesn't turn the ball over and everything goes kind of according to plan, they should cover the 16-and-a-half. But I'm going to go under 55-and-a-half because I don't think that San Jose State is going to be able to score 28 points on Oregon State the same way they did on USC last week. Another big spread, another SEC big spread, Alabama laying 39 and a half total 51 that's a 730 kick Alabama laying 39 and a half total 51 and a half 730 kick against Middle Tennessee State I'm not gonna lie to y'all and tell you I'm a Middle Tennessee State expert I do know that they had a pretty good defense last year offensively struggled a bit defense was their calling card But what I really know about this game is what Nick Saban doesn't know. And Nick Saban doesn't know who his quarterback is going to be. Jalen Milrow will get the start. But after having Bryce Young two years straight and did Mac Jones, Tua Tungavailoa, and Jalen Hurts, all of whom were drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, This is really the first time Saban's had a question at quarterback in quite some time. Like, which one of these guys is going to be the guy? Jalen Miro can ball. Double dual threat athlete. He's a great runner. He turned the ball over three times against Texas A&M, but still balled out there. He's in his third season with the program. Ty Simpson, we'll see him tomorrow as well. Tyler Buckner from transfer from Notre Dame. He's got a good shot to be there. Nick Saban said this. Quote, how the guys play the game, how they compete in the game, how they sustain in the game, how they finish the fourth quarter are all things you will find out about your team when you play games. That speaks a little bit to me about how Nick Saban is looking at this. They understand that Middle Tennessee State is not truly a viable opponent. He Saban said about his quarterbacks, quote, I've told the guy who's going to start the game, we want you to play well enough so we have an opportunity to play all the guys to the position, so that's important to us. Saban is telling us without telling us. This is practice. This is a warm-up. This is an exhibition. This is the preseason. Now, obviously, if they lose, it would be catastrophic. However, there's no chance that's happening. But... Alabama's going to be playing quarterback musical chairs. I expect to see Jalen Milrow to start the game, as Saban announced earlier. But, you know, it is Friday when I record this. Who knows what happens tomorrow between now and 730 Eastern. I assume Jalen Milrow will start. We'll see some Ty Simpson. Probably see some Tyler Buckner. 
But Tommy Reese, who was in college the same time I was in college, it's his first game as a young offensive coordinator for the Tide after Bill O'Brien went to go help out Bill Belichick up north. And Alabama is going to try to put absolutely nothing on paper because they got Texas in week two and what is going to be the marquee matchup in college football next week. If you want to take Alabama here, you take them in the first half, even better the first quarter. But I'm leaning that Middle Tennessee State gets a late score and covers. This is a 39-point spread and a 51-point total. This thing ends at 42 to 7, 42 to 3, and we're in good shape. In the battle of the Crimson Tide versus the Blue Raiders, I'm going to take the 39 and a half with Middle Tennessee State. There will be better games to watch than this one, the one I'm about to lay out. However, again, Pac-12 after dark, I've seen this team play quite a bit. Washington State, 7 o'clock kick. They're at Colorado State, laying 10 on the road in Fort Collins. Cam Ward, who plays quarterback for Washington State, is a college stud. He's coming back, but that's about it. That's coming back for Wazoo. Washington State's got a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive line, a new wide receiver room, a new defensive coordinator after finishing 37th in sack rate last year, a ton of defensive transfers, and game one. Now, Colorado State, (laughs) offensively, were pretty doggone bad last year. They averaged less than two touchdowns a game last season, haven't cracked 20 points in 13 straight games. The big problem, though, was the offensive line. Clay Millen was the first freshman to complete over 72% of his attempts in college football. Clay Millen will be back for Colorado State tomorrow in Fort Collins, 7 p.m. The reason why they scored so few points was all about the offensive line. They couldn't block a soul. They addressed it in the transfer portal, got a lot of FCS guys, a lot of D2 guys. That actually goes from having... Colorado State addressed the offensive line in the transfer portal. Now, it's a lot of FCS guys and a lot of T2 guys to fill the slots. But across the offensive line now, they have a combined 66 starts. That's good. Now, how fast can they gel? We'll see. If they can gel quickly, Washington State could be in major trouble here. I just told you how Clay Millen was the first freshman to compete over 72% of his attempts. He's surrounded now by some all-Mountain West guys. Torrey Horton and Justice Ross Simmons are two playmakers on the outside. They went in the transfer portal to BYU, got a tight end, one of those new-age tight ends that can both get get his hand in the dirt and also spread out wide to the boundary, if you like it, as your ex-receiver and Dallin Holker. And they have one of the best FCS running backs transferring in, Kobe Johnson. He played at North Dakota State. You'll remember North Dakota State. That's where Carson Wentz, Trey Lance went to school. They have NFL talent there. Kobe Johnson might be one of them. If Millen gets time to operate, the offense is going to move. Give me Colorado State, the Rams, and the points at home. Ten and a half. And as a bonus play, look at the under, 54 and a half. That'll do it for week one. 
from Martin Weiss, the West Coast correspondent of Cash the Ticket. Can't wait to continue on with week two, three, and four, and so on in college football. Week one in the NFL is less than seven days away. Can't wait for that either. We out. <laughs>